You're listening to the GD Podcast, the official podcast of Gaming Dads. Legends in game, heroes at home. What's up, everybody? It's Mike, Matt, Clay, and David for the GD Podcast. And on this episode, we're talking about getting your significant others into gaming. There are there are games which are out there that cause that have been listed in divorce cases. I remember when it first started to become a thing here in the UK, it was with a game called uh, Championship Manager, which is the soccer football soccer version oh, of, okay. of you know the the, the manager game. So uh, I don't know what it is in the in the US. You guys would have probably I'm sure had there's a, an NFL. One. Yeah, I'm sure there would have been yeah, an NFL yeah. one, maybe a hockey one. There's definitely a coach mode in, in those kind of games. Yeah, well, the, the championship manager in the UK, it was at least here. I don't know I don't know enough to know about if it was the original blueprint for all of those coach mode things, but here it was like the very first and most addictive of those of those coach games. And it was it was listed in divorces, man. It started to become a thing where people were listing it as, as reasons for divorce, where people were becoming oh so God. so damn hooked on it. And now, you know, now you can you see articles sometimes where it, it is certain games, World of Warcraft by now has been listed in, in some divorce cases as well. People spending people spending like way too much real money on stuff. And um, yeah, it causes serious conflict. I remember, do you remember, Matt, when we did, we did a, a poll in GD, right, asking, I asked four questions. So I said uh, the four questions were um, my my other half uh games with me my other half doesn't game with me but is fine with me gaming my other half doesn't game with me and isn't fine with me gaming and my other half actively tries to stop me Mm. from gaming right that was an interesting thread those last two man those last two questions made up for 18 percent of the votes yeah it was sad to see that's a wild stat man it's almost one in five Right. And we're talking at the time we would have been about 20,000 dads. That's a crazy stat, man. Someone, someone somewhere, you know, there's, I think there's in like in term, in real terms, there has, there's an imbalance somewhere. I mean, it's hard to tell whether how many of those, how many people are, are seriously addicted. I've gamed with people sometimes where, where the conflict that's happening is, is in the background where the missus is going, get off this damn Xbox. And you think, Dude, I think you should get off the Xbox. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's always awkward. Yeah, I'm. I am again. I am blessed. She's definitely supportive of my gaming. She's not even a gamer, but she will sit there and watch me play Final Fantasy VII or Cyberpunk or whatever I'm doing. Like, she will actively be involved in the story progress, <laughs> which is kind of nice. That you know, I don't have to share the controller with her, but we're still there together. Yeah. Uh, I have a recommendation to anyone listening who's going through something like that. And I bet you know what I'm going to suggest right now. Red Dead? You need to get snow. You need to get oh. Stardew Valley and do a co-op <laughs> mode. Yes. That game is just, it's beautiful. And for any for anyone, because my wife's not a gamer, but when we were living in Spain, she racked up over 200 hours on that thing. Through the PlayStation Store, I knew nothing about the game. I went through the family section, saw the screenshots, and thought it was just a cute kids game. Right. Just to look at that first few. I was wrong, admitted. But that's why I bought it. I thought, oh, it looks cute. And I was watching her play. She got about 40 hours in. I was jealous. I was like, 
look at all this stuff she's doing. This is cool. And the, the co-op <laughs> mode wasn't available then. So I started my own farm trying to catch up. And yeah, I'm, I've got it on my Switch now. So I'm looking forward to playing co-op with her and the kids and stuff on that. Yeah, for, for somebody who's not gaming, that's a lot of hours to put in. It is, exactly. So my genuine heartfelt advice to anyone who's in that situation, if you're trying to get your missus into gaming, if it's causing you conflict especially, give it a go because it's a cheap game. Um, I think the normal price is maybe about £30, 20 to £30. Sometimes it's on sale and shit, but it is just such good value for money. And it's so easy. You can make it can be as complicated or as simple as you want it to be. But to get your partner into gaming, if there's conflict going on, give them a shot. That's the one I recommend. I really do. Well, yeah, like I said, I definitely feel lucky. I don't think maybe there could have been stuff that I could have tried with my ex-wife, but I don't know if there was any game that we could have played together that would have made her a gamer. Um, aside from if we had had like co-op Candy Crush or something. Um, but she even <laughs> give them any ideas. Do not give them ideas. <laughs> she's so she's so hypercritical. Well, at the time, again, I don't want to talk about like how she feels now. Um, but she was she was you know critical enough of games at the time. You like how I backpedaled there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was she was critical enough of her own game playing that she deleted apps from her phone because she felt like she was spending too much time on it and like i actually like i respect that from people if you're like this is for me this is a time waster and i don't want it on my phone anymore that's a level of discipline that i don't have i only remove things from my phone if they are not fun or they drain my battery so i don't know but um I think that there's what did I just get Mel into? Oh, we started playing Diablo three together. Oh, because hell yeah. Hell yeah. She, yeah, she's a she's a D and D gamer. It's not like she's not a gamer, just right. really video games. We play Magic the Gathering together, we play Dungeons and Dragons, and we play all sorts of other board games. You know, we look for those those weird indie board games to play together. Um, but yeah, Diablo three, I was like, it's it's like D and D, except you're just gonna hack and slash your way. It's like a dungeon crawl nonstop. And so we played that for a little while. We've actually gotten away from it because of all the story games that came out lately. But we should really be we should get back into it. The hardest part about Diablo three is like loot management. Like yeah. the, the biggest oh, yeah. struggle she has is trying to get the thumbstick to point to the right thing on the dial. If you've ever <laughs> played Diablo, there's like that dial where it's like your gloves, your shirt, your sword, your helmet, your, you know, it's like everything's all circle around you. <laughs> pantaloons. <laughs> Yon pantaloons. And she tries, to, <laughs> she tries to go around it with the stick and it's just like, <laughs> She's like why can't I do it? That's the biggest, <laughs> most frustrating thing about Diablo 3. Yeah, so I didn't have to like I, I feel the same way. So like, uh, oh Julia, she, we, she's always been a gamer. There's never been a, right. a chance she hasn't. So like, we went through a phase where we didn't really do video games because we were super Christian and video games steal your soul bullshit. And but we we got back into them relatively fast, um, especially with D and D and things like that. And pretty much it's been, I don't know, it's been a real blessing. Like. She's sitting on the couch right now playing Overwatch and or something else, like just chilling, you know, nice. like, like that's what's happening. My girls are getting ready to go to sleep and like that's just how it is. And, you know, we're talking about it. We talk about our nights and like, OK, we're going to play some Overwatch together. Uh, Mystery Heroes, we're going to do this and then we're going to go uh, plan both of our D&D &D sessions together because she DMs one, I DM and a couple others. So, you know, like, oh, should I do that in my D&D &D game? So it's a lot of like a lot of our talk is about gaming Wow. or like podcasting or which involves gaming because 
I'm on a gaming podcast, a D&D podcast, and an actual play podcast for D&D. So like everything involves <laughs> gaming that we do. You're getting a little bit envious here. Yeah, that was to say that, but that Venn diagram is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like D&D gaming podcast. <laughs> and I've been very, very lucky and I know that. And so it's always foreign to me. Like I get some people don't like gaming. It's just not their bag and that's fine. Right. Everyone has their nerdy thing that they're about, but I never got why you would hate on something someone you love does. Like, yeah, if it's fucking pigs, yes, stop. That's wrong. You know? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh so, um, hey, I had a David moment. I just took it to the extreme <laughs> and just let it be there, you know? So, yeah. That's the title of the episode, by the way. Oh my god. <laughs> mm. no, I mean, uh, so I try not to like I said, I'm I'm in that boat where she's supportive and she enjoys being there. And um I try very hard not to brag about that, quite honestly. Because right. you know, I, I I got some friends that are single and I got some friends that are they're having a lot of trouble with their significant others and gaming. So I very much don't want to be that guy. That's like, uh, well, actually she sits right next to me while I play ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> brag away, man. Brag away. <laughs> no. And, and I, I try not to brag about it either, but it's like, again, it's foreign for me, not for that, not to be a thing. Like she does art and drawing and all this other stuff and like sewing and I'm like I have no fucking want for any of that. That's not my bag, you know. But like <laughs> I sit there with her and I like talk about it and I kind of try to understand it, you know, because I want to do that. And so like I said it's always boggled me where that disconnect is. Like you said the support of what someone you love is doing. Melissa's been making uh she makes crafts that are out of this world for birthday parties. Birthday parties are like her thing. So when the kids have a birthday party, birthdays are very special for her because that's your day. That is the day that you were born, you right. came onto this earth and we're celebrating you. So she goes above and beyond. There's always decorations. There's always some crazy you know, centerpiece in, on the table. And it's really impressive. And it it's, goes above and beyond. Right. I, I would put up a happy, the same happy birthday sign every year. And, and I'd be like, my gift is the presents. <laughs> and her gift is a genuine, you know, thing. And I, yeah. I want no parts of it. Right. In fact, I've encouraged the toning down of it, but still support it because it's amazing <laughs> the, the level that she goes to. Right. And she makes art. She makes collage art, like little pieces of, of, of collage art that, would drive me insane if I was there tearing little pieces of paper <laughs> to make like bumblebees and shit. I would I would jump out a window. But she's <laughs> she's doing it and she loves it and it brings her great joy. And so I do whatever I can to support that. And the best thing is right. she can do that on the couch next to me while I'm <laughs> while I'm playing um I'm trying to think of another example of something. Oh ghost recon. There you go. You know what? I don't like. I don't like bragging either, because I ha I have one of the like the the ultimate fairy tale stories. Like, I got married quite young, so I got married when I was twenty, and when when I got married, uh, it's been fifteen years now. When I got married, my missus, the last game that she had played 
was Resident Evil 2 on the N64. Ooh, Raccoon City, yes. baby. Right, right. And she stopped gaming because she came from a kind of a background where she, her, like, her parents were kind of like, you know, gaming is 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 a is a is more of a boy thing, and it's especially like a, a kid boy thing. So she never really played after that. She never really had much of a problem gaming, but right. when we first got married, she didn't really like me gaming, especially if like uh, if she was around. You know, it was a waste of time. We were newlyweds, blah blah blah. Uh, and it's not that it's not and I'd never I'd never been at a point where like I had put gaming before her so it wasn't like it wasn't at the point I wasn't the kind I was never the kind of guy where like she could walk in butt naked and I'd be like you know like completely like (laughs) I was it was never that so I knew I knew that I I had a reasonable level of gaming right and it was never like it's never that we got into any like arguments about it but it would become topics of discussion And then it started to get to the point where, like I said to her, look, if I'm gaming, I literally, I'm not out with my friends. Like I'm, I'm here, I'm gaming, I'm with you. (laughs) I had to say that I had to explain it to her as well. I said, look, gaming is, it's just like a story that you control. I said, this is, these are storylines that I control. I said, sit and watch one with me. And I can't remember what, what it was. There was, I was playing a really good game at the time, time, which was a, which was a good demonstration. I think it might have been, I think it might have been Skyrim when it came out on the on the Xbox 360. Yeah. So I said to her, look, sweetheart, sit down, sit down with me and just have a watch. And I showed her and I explained to her a few things. And she got really into it because she was kind of because I knew that the Skyrim lore was kind of her thing. And then it got to the point where she she was actually she would encourage me to games sometimes. She'd be like, look. You know, sit down and have a little play. I'm gonna, I'll go upstairs and watch Netflix in bed, or I'll sit here and listen to some music. And I would game, and she would, she would be doing her thing. She'd lay in my lap reading, or sometimes she'd watch me if it was a really cool game. Mm-hmm. And now it's at the point where she's now gaming, and she didn't. Add, she she stayed away from gaming. You've created a monster. Yeah, she. I mean, she stayed away from gaming at first because it was a bit too complicated for her. But once. Um, what I what what I found she really likes because like like you Mike she's a she's a creative she's a painter she uh, she's writing a book at the moment she's she's very very creative um, and she's very she's very fiery as well so I was trying to find something that you know she liked racing games but then she doesn't like anything to raise her adrenaline too much so in the end I found um, an RPG game <clears throat> on Game Pass called The Council. Which is really so. Is there's no action involved? It's pure storyline driven. Being a writer, she's very much into sort of these stories. And I, there, I showed her. Look, this is literally. It's like, it's like the pick your own stories. You know, when you're reading through the book and you pick, you know, pick what dialogue. I said it's literally. It's the same kind of thing. I said except, and I showed her you can get different perks. And and she's really, really into this game now. So. I think RPGs are a good way to go if you have a, a, a significant other who's not really, who can't really get down with adrenaline or isn't too great with controls because they don't really require a great amount of fiddly control. It's more just pick what you're going to say next and watch the direction. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds cool. I might try that with my wife. The other suggestion I have actually is walking sims because I find that a lot of people who, well, their partners who aren't into it, if, for whatever reason what what is it walking sims in general so my favorite is torn between everybody's gone to the rapture and firewatch either of those are 
brilliant. Maybe Firewatch more so because it's uh, decision-driven. The story changes a little bit here and there depending on what uh, choices you make. But there's no action. Oh. Controls are very simple. The graphics are cel-shaded and nice and simple but beautiful to look at. But I find that if you're trying to get someone into gaming who isn't, for whatever reason, and especially if you're trying to challenge their misconceptions about it in general, going for a game that is simple in nature and easy, very accessible, that's a brilliant start. That's why I'm talking about walking sims, because you don't have to do much, and they're very story-driven. So it's almost like they're in control of a movie. That's what I felt mm. playing Firewatch, and it's it's short enough that it doesn't take a hell of a lot of attention. And it's a lovely story, and yeah, there's just there's a lot more options out there than I think people may think. We see polls come up in GD about this all the time, almost daily, like several a week at least, mm-hmm. where they're saying, just don't get it. And I always give the same advice from like, well, I mean, people will often say like, give some weird advice about trying to turn it into some sort of debate or argument or, like, <laughs> or a contest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, but the, my advice is that just stop and think for a minute. If they're not ready and they already have this conception in their mind about it being a bad thing or a waste of time, you, if you're going to want to get them on board and make it worth their while, they need to feel like they're going to gain something from it they're going to have some experience that makes it worth their while right the shared experience has to be a necessary thing yeah i mean that's the great thing about walking sims is that you're essentially like say it's like watching a movie in a lot of um let them take control of it and say look we like watching movies together we like following a story you don't like the idea of all this action or too much to take in whatever this is simple I'll watch you play it. And I could happily watch my wife play through Firewatch, even though I've completed it because I know that her decisions will be different from mine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the really cool thing about that game as well is that your decisions don't just change the story. They change the personality of the character you're controlling, which is a really nice twist. You get to see a whole different evolution of a story that you got to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, right from the very beginning, the first few minutes of the game are like that. Bringing up the the complicated controls is a very good point because I think that's one of the main reasons why Mel likes to watch me do story games. She would mm. play, but she feels dumb with her fingers when it comes to a controller that has f- four directions, two sticks, four buttons, three triggers. You know, like it's all over the place. Um, Alien to him. Yeah the really. the first the first um, game and, and it's not like she's a complete stranger to gaming. She had a, an NES and she played you know the the classics. But I know one of the first things that I played that she watched was the Telltale games. Um, the, yeah, baby. The Telltale Batman series, which Ooh, so good, so good. The second game that we really got into and she used, so we, you know, when we were dating but not living together, um, I would play No Man's Sky. And like this, it's so funny, dude. I was, I'm like in my late 30s and I'm calling my girlfriend on the phone, putting the, the earbuds in and we're talking on the phone for like an hour and a half while I'm playing No Man's Sky and streaming it on Twitch. So she would log into Twitch and she would watch me play No Man's Sky and we would sit there and and chat all night while we played. And that was a really, you know, that was a pretty awesome experience to have. Like that's at that point, I was like, all right, I got to put a ring on it or something. We got (laughs) to I can't let this one get away. Um, But she she recently played Overcooked. 
with us um i don't know if anybody has played overcooked on uh, i haven't but i want to it sounds like so much fun yeah it's 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 really good if you have if you have a partner or kids for that matter that um can't deal with like the like get stressed out by timing tasks piling up is what i'm trying to say overcooked can be very stressful because at the lower levels you're you're you know making burgers and then at the later levels there's like all these orders coming in and if you're all working together it's great but if things start falling apart then it can get pretty stressful so if you have somebody that doesn't like the concept of a timed task that needs to be completed it can be rough but it's um it's a lot of fun to play together and, and strategize and kind of develop. Right. So one of the big ones that I always suggest um, for guys that I encounter with this is honestly, if they're able to is um, slime rancher is a go-to. Mm, um, yeah. It's mm. super simple. It's super, it, it's simple management of inventory, simple management of a farm. Um, it's cutesy. So it, it feels like, everything you want it to where it's not aggressive and anything it is, you know, cause a right. lot of games look super aggressive, like take Diablo. Diablo is actually really easy to play. It's super straightforward, super linear. Um, yeah, there's some learning controls, but it looks super intimidating. Yeah. And so it yeah, has yeah. this feel before you go in to even do it. But slime rancher is just so melancholy about everything where you don't even have to do the quests in it. You just play and farm and you still win the game. Right. <laughs> There's a handful of games that should be sponsoring us, by yeah. the way. So I think Slime Rancher, <laughs> Stardew Valley, and Red Dead should be yeah. sponsoring us at this yeah. point. They should. Yeah. They should. I mean, I often see Slime Rancher come up in conversation whenever I talk about Stardew on the group in GD. Yeah. It's always an alternative and a very valid one, too. Yeah. And it and it is. And it's it's more of what I call the kids friendly version of Stardew. Mm. Um it's, it's the gateway to Stardew Valley, um, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, games like that, and I do agree, super simple things that don't involve a lot of task management or inventory management are great ways to get them in. But I also think that depends on the type of person. Like if, if I know the person is a writer or a reader, they're going to get sent a Telltale game. Yeah. It's going to be like, here's a Telltale game. Go to town, have fun. Right. And let me know what you think when we're done. You know, because um, button mash woo, is, is about most it. But if they're a, if they, if they are a tabletop gamer, I'm going to send them Skyrim mm -hmm. because if they're used to doing the, the Dyson and, and pin, then they're going to know how to interact with some of those more bigger mechanics because they're used to doing it already. Right. They get the concept and it's just a matter of learning how it translates into a controller or a keyboard or. Yeah. Um, and so, and because those are rich stories of that fantasy world, um, you know, or if like they're a car guy a car person or a, uh, a plane person, Elite Dangerous is usually one of them and No Man's Sky because it's literally like it, 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 it's very forgiving when you're starting out. Not so much at later ranks from what I found out, but very forgiving when you're starting out. Yeah, the next thing that I'm really excited about is the legendary edition of Mass Effect coming out. Yes, because yes, soon too. Yeah, real soon. Probably it'll probably be out by the time this podcast is up. But I'm going to shamefully admit I've never played Mass Effect. <laughs> That's right, you did. I know oh. I you you mentioned that in one of our earlier episodes, and so we were like, "All right, oh. we won't spoil it." So yeah. so Mike has went and started his hit and got Spyro. You need to go get Mass Effect. <laughs> At least Mass Effect. I have it available. Like, it is Game worth Pass. every penny on xbox so i've got it do it do, so me. it is yeah 
I mean, it is the can, most beautiful space opera ever. It is, and if I mean, if you if you want to wait and just drop the money on the legendary edition, I I'm yeah. I'm fingers crossed. God, if don't let anything go wrong, but it, it's probably <laughs> going to be worth it. I can't imagine remastering oh, yeah. a classic, amazing game will be too difficult for them. But it was absolutely one of the greatest experiences of my like RPG video game life especially since i got to play all three of them and your character carries over right oh. uh, yeah oh. so you play mass effect one the the commander shepherd that you create whether it's a man or a woman or a, a renegade or a paragon at the end of it when you, when you start mass effect 2 it'll ask you if you want to import your character and when you do all of the choices that you made in the first game matter in the second game so people will remember you people will remember you if you you know or hate you or yeah or hate you they'll be like oh you're <laughs> the one who saved blah 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 or you're the one that let all these people die and it carries yeah. it carries through all three games it's truly a phenomenal like on in in my opinion on par with skyrim and witcher yeah. 3 oh, even yeah. more so because i mean even the witcher you yeah. can't really make him a different character than he is well so funny funny enough about talking about mass effect that was one of my me and my wife's first bonding moments oh, nice. um and here, here's how so she loves cold play on like an odd level um and i'm not a big cold play fan like i respect them for what they've done for the industry and music you know i get it sure. but it's not my cup of tea it's just not my music style you know um, again, good musicians, you know, good all around, but so, but she's really into that style of music, um, like them walk the moon and all that type of stuff. And, um, she found out the Viva La Vida soundtrack came out with two sides. They had a music only disc uh. in the Viva La Vida. And they had a one with words because the soundtrack the music alone was fucking beautiful. I'll give the guys that. Well, we played it. We loaded it onto the Xbox 360 got it going well she started listening to it and playing it and we found out if you start the game with viva la vida and it repeats itself that soundtrack fits perfectly no. with like the cutscene, the oh, ebb and flow it's fucking that's beautiful so cool like and so we're sitting there and she found this out and so we got to bond because she was playing it i was playing it and we got to bond over like this beauty of music meets game and this like intimacy of it all you know oh that's and that so was cool. one of our first like bonding moments over a game that that really brought it together of like oh my god so so we've touched on a lot of a lot of like good video game ideas like starter video games to get you know significant others interested in them um as a as a D&D &D player do you, is there any way I I, th I would I would have to assume that the doorway has to be opened a little bit already, right? You somebody's going to have to want to truly understand what a tabletop RPG is, or like it, it, have some sort of similar experience. But is there any way to sort of coax your spouse into that life of tabletop role playing if they're not into it? I hope so. I hope. I'm yeah. Gonna... Let me tell you something, guys. Let me tell you something. My wife listened to the last episode uh, on D and D. She now wants to try. She's now on board to try. <laughs> and uh, she was like, this was a freaking epic episode. She <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Like, Thank you. Just, that's just awesome. to clarify to for anyone listening, we're talking about the last one that was released at the point in time we're recording now. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. episode three. <laughs> episode three. Out. Yeah. She oh, that's... Episode three. And she's like, dude, we got to do this. This would be so cool. So well, then the answer is us. Here. We are how you get <laughs> We, we are also, the answer to your problems. To be, 
to be very honest, so there is a new, a brand new book that came out, and there's three books that I would suggest you get, and you let you 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 play through. Um, and they explain how to play the game. I mean, D&D is super simple. You can find the base rules online at dndbeyond.com. You can create characters through there, everything right there and then. But there's one book that I just got today at the day we're recording this called um, Candlekeep Mysteries. Yeah. Um, and this so so it's stick this in the... Yeah. Candlekeep Mysteries is a wonderful little book of multiple adventures um based on books you find in this game and so you'll find this tome you'll find this tome and you'll go on an adventure through this tome you'll get sucked into this book kind of like you know you'll get sucked into it and you got to fight this this and this and it's super cheesy but super warm like there's a pop-up book you got to fight through there's all this other stuff and it's it's a book i'm going to run my girls through you know, we're going to run them through the first adventure. The first adventure is six pages, seven pages, which in the D&D world for a module is super fucking short Yeah, for a session one. That, that's super, super short. Um, but it's something cutesy and, and very light you can get into. One of the best books I've seen written for that. And secondly, um, you can go and create characters for them. You can print out all these pre-made level one characters from D&D Beyond as well. Um, and you set you, what do you want to play do you want to play a wizard you want to cast spells do you want to hit someone with a sword do you want to shoot him with a bow do you want to care about nature like what do you want to do do you want to get real mad like the hulk and you ask those <laughs> questions and that determines what they're wanting to play and you just hand them the character sheet and a set of dice oh see i could have used that just recently i just did a two-part <laughs> i just did a two-part um introduction to D&D basically with a group of Girl Scouts actually contacted Mel's Art Center because they that's did awesome. they did a Dungeons and Dragons summer camp the previous year and she's like oh we saw oh, we saw this killer. on your website do you have anyone that could do this for the Girl Scouts and she tapped me and so we <laughs> did a two part um, most of the first you know two hour session was creating characters right. and that and that's the point where I, when we had 15 minutes left in the first session I was like okay well I hope everyone's logged into roll 20 because here we go yeah so we did this whole like zoom thing over roll 20 but that that sounds like a really helpful tool it does it does so I've just found yeah. a page for it on the dndwizards.com website dude can I read a little bit out about the blurb for it yeah it's your show the just a description for, yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. It sounds interesting. This is I want to try and sell it to someone, especially to my wife. <laughs> okay. Candlekeep Mysteries is a collection of 17 short standalone D&D adventures designed for characters of levels 1 to 16. Each adventure begins with the discovery of a book, and each book is the key to a door behind which danger and glory await. These adventures can be run as one-shot games, plugged into an existing Forgotten Realms campaign, or for other campaign settings. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and it's it's honestly, like I said, one of the best books I've found for this. Best for kids, best for spouses. And honestly, just I'll, I'll cut this simple. Um, and as you can tell, I'm super passionate about D&D. <laughs> um, it's my bag. Um, always give new players pre-made characters. Don't force new pl- players to necessarily do unless that's what they want but at our table we always make pre-made characters i have a stack of them sitting on a bookshelf right across uh, right next to me at the moment that i keep on hand at all times nice in case someone new shows up i hand them the stack and go pick what you like 
and yes, we just see, play. That's definitely what I was. What I hoped I had done was to kind of give them a little bit of ownership out of. So beforehand, I, right, I right. had I had sent an email to the troop leader and was like, "Send this out to everyone who's going to participate next week because there's decisions that have to be made. <laughs> they have to yeah. they have to create an account on Roll Twenty where they can log into the yeah. the thing. They have to. Um, and so I basically just gave them like human elf dwarf dragonborn and you right. know rogue fighter ranger cleric or whatever rogue fighter clayton right the easier classes yeah so um and then and i even gave them like like if you're a wizard here's your spells here's the five spells you can cast and i wasn't too hard on like how often to do it but that's that's right that's another thing about D D too is that it seems like really intimidating because there's this huge rule book and it's i mean it's not Mm -hmm. huge by some other standards but it's a it's it's full of rules to be able to customize it but especially the fifth edition i think they they have the ability to dumb it down which is really nice oh, yeah. you could play you know you could play without character sheets if you wanted to it would just be yeah. a whole lot more storytelling but all right well i definitely will check yeah. out candle keep for uh for new players i mean i don't plan on trying to it's... you know break any new girlfriends in on it right love you baby <laughs> I, love you. I love you storms through the door you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I'd love if she walked in and threw something at you right now. Right? <laughs> Whack! Look at her shoulder. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thankfully, she's doing bedtime right now. Now, if she wants to bring any girlfriends in, that's fine. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> this took an off-topic turn that's real right. quick. Episode Dude, 10. it took an off-topic turn when I mentioned pig fucking, okay? Like, <laughs> like it was like, like, okay, that's when it turned, all right? And it doesn't help I'm from Texas, yeehaw! Um, so. You know what, guys? You know what? Let's do, let's do a, a public service for our guys out there, right? For those guys who are struggling, right? For those guys who, who they don't quite know how to bring the words together to explain to their other, their other halves what gaming means. What are the what are the what are the the main objections? And let's come. Let's give them a nice. Let's give them a nice, good, easy to use argument against. All oh, okay, all right. Well, I think I do want to say I think this also goes for if there's any ladies out there that are gamers and their their partners are not gaming either. It won't just be the dad mm. bros. I think it is probably Indeed. more prevalent. But That's um, true. I the number the number one uh, that I often hear is uh it's a waste of time yeah so gaming is a waste of time is one of the number one um that's why you shouldn't be playing games which is you know never never really has any qualifiers it's just that you know i've watched you sit on that couch for two hours and that's two hours you could have been you know fixing the fence outside or doing the laundry for me so what's a what's a good response uh from from you fellas for it's a waste of time would you rather me drink? <laughs> like, like plain. Well, and that's simple. a good one. Yeah. Well, plain and simple because it's like really when that is think, a big one. When you think about it, it's more so about gaming. Is usually happens when someone's doing it to help them through something. It is a sure. form of enjoyment. Yeah. Like, like when we break it down, there is something that is euphoric, and that releases dopamine into the system when you're gaming. So. Mm-hmm. We're usually doing it to de-stress, to de, you know, to do all those things. So, you know, my argument would be, hey, this is my my come down after work. This is my, you know, whatever this sure. is. Because I I'm trying to de-stress and I need this. It's it, it it requires, I would say, have a deep emotional talk about 
the emotional side of it because that's honestly what it is. You know, when you want to get down to the root of it all, have that big talk. And it is a hard talk, but I, I, I've seen more good come out of those big talks about what gaming truly means, like in your heart, what does gaming mean to your spouse? More goods came out of that because the spouse realizes, oh, this is a part of them. This is something they are. So if I may, I'll, I'll summarize and generalize a little bit because I drink while I game sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I think what it, in, in a, a, I love it when you drink when we're on Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was say that right now. You starts falling you off the horse. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad. Um, so I, but to, to summarize and generalize, like if, if the, the, a good response to that is, there are much more destructive ways that I could de-stress after work. And yeah. this, this appeals to me for these reasons. And then you can sort of, you know, yeah. start that conversation, Yeah, which I think is a good one. I think that's great. I think my, my go-to response, which again, I haven't, haven't encountered it much these past few years, but my go-to response is for me, this is, this is, um, I, I love stories and this is all about experiencing a story for me. Right. And so the time that I spend doing this is actually, it, it's the same to me. Beneficial. Is, yeah. It's yeah. the same to me as if I was reading a book and absorbing a story that way. Right. Yeah. My advice, sorry to expand on that as well. Mm -hmm. It ties in nicely to my thoughts on this actually. I'm always mindful of when people have this issue. And like I said, when I see people giving advice on it, my first point would be don't well, avoid at all costs about it in an argument. If it's going down that route at all, you need to stop and recollect and try and calm it down. Right. If you can approach this in a way, like don't put it across as a debate either. Just put it across as a discussion and say, okay, I'm into this. Clearly you're not. And you, you know, let's talk about it let's reach an understanding here then you've set yourself up for a very reasonable and civil discussion which is good for me for any aspect of marriage where there's any kind of disagreement going on whatever it is mm. but for this particular topic so i would say okay how much time have we as a couple sat on the sofa and watched a movie or a series on netflix or have we been sat in comfortable silence on our phones anything like that any kind of media I guarantee nine out of 10 people will say a lot and say, oh, okay, that, I'm not saying that this is better or worse or whatever, but here's the thing about gaming. Every time I do it, every time I experience it, especially if I've not played the game before, I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing it in a similar way to why I would a, uh, a movie, mm -hmm. but I'm more involved. There's more to it. It's more, what's the word I'm looking for? More tangible. But, I'm kind of directing it along the way, especially with RPGs, but with any game, even if it's just an action or a sports game, mm -hmm. you know, you're instead of watching a game of football or NFL, whatever, you're leading it. So it's kind of giving you like you like Claire, you were saying about the mental escape, emotional involvement with it. Right. So there's that aspect. But then you can go into saying, you know, if we try and experience it together, let's find something that could be uh your uh route into it that you would enjoy. You know, there's just so many ways it offers it in so many different ways to different people with different personalities. Yeah, I think that having the ability to experience something that you are also controlling and contributing to has a, a sense of instant gratification to it that is 
also the reason why and that is why it's not a waste of time right absolutely and it's it's also the reason why you know like we were talking about in our last episode sometimes you have to be careful about how invested it how heated you get over the investment i don't want to say be careful about how invested you get but be careful about how how heated and aggressive you know you can get over that investment because that instant gratification is there and you know especially when there's a negative um situation around it then it it can be really destructive to the sense that like well no Mm. i used to get this pleasure and this dopamine from this thing that i do and now it's been ruined there's a deeper pain there there's like a deeper wound that opens up do you guys have any other examples of of a classic don't don't do that for this reason well you know what i i approach <laughs> i approach things like this in a very different way because i prefer if i if i if there is an argument which i perceive to be on the surface of it unreasonable i i immediately request a breakdown of you know if it, if it's this is a waste of time my first question, I haven't witnessed this, thankfully, but my first question would, would be, what part of the way that I'm spending my leisure time doing this is specifically objectionable to you? So you're like, defend it. No, not even. Yeah, I'm stand, just like stand, I'm just... stand by it and defend why you think this is a waste. Yeah, yeah. because you know what? that could be appropriate in some conversations for sure. Well, I I kind of approach every <laughs> every argument like that. <laughs> <laughs> different solutions for different personalities. But, That's but, all good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I approach because the answer could be, and sometimes the answer no, no sometimes I mean the the answer could be because you're doing this when the kids are around and. And even though they're playing with their toys, you're not really doing anything. Cool. Mm. All right. But if the if the answer is because I think it, because I think it's childish, that's a gloves on. So please explain <laughs> to me what is childish about Grand Theft Auto. Please explain to me what is childish about about project uh, about project cars. You know. Please explain right. what is childish about playing a Star Wars game, knowing that I'm into Star Wars films. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I think give I, me that give me that reasoning again one more time. Let me hear that. Put that in a nutshell, you're dismantling an argument. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. No, no, it's not even dismant I only dismantle it if I think, you know, like I said, if there's if you ask for a breakdown and the breakdown is you've spent three hundred you spent three hundred quid on, on gaming this month, this is a waste this is a waste of time. You know, you you're not you're never gonna get three hundred quid's worth of gaming in a month. Do you know what I mean? Right. That's that's a different that's a different thing that's not that's not something that you're going to be like well well i mean you can be but that's not something that i personally would be like a defensible that be like okay fair play in my in my experience sure and i think sometimes the answer you you touched on something which is like you're not you're not actively engaged with the family right now which which is definitely something that i've wanted to struggle with so i like gaming with the kids when we're, you know if we're all gaming together that's great sometimes they want to go off and do their own thing and the three of them you know play a game together and that's when i'll look over my shoulder and be like okay well i'm going to fire this up for an hour while they're doing that but there's also there's also an argument that it's it's time that you're not spending with me. And so as a as a partner, I've you know, I've definitely heard that before. Like if you're on this game 
all night on a Friday night, you're not spending that time with me. And, right. you know, I, I would love to hear your guys take on it, but I'm, I certainly am, am from a mind that, you know, that's, that is definitely a, a, a bigger relationship conversation that you want to have. You know, you want to find that time where it's sure. like, if you, if you want to go and you want to read or you're going to go out with your friends or you're going to, you know, go to the gym and work out, maybe that's when I'll sneak in my, my gaming time or whatever. Or, you know, I know so many dads and well, I know so many people who wait till their partner goes to bed and then that they stay up for three hours. I say they That's like me. it's not me, but yeah, I do that too. Right. <laughs> the other question I would ask is, would you still be saying the same thing if I was laying on this couch reading a book? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the comparison between the link between book and books and gaming for me is again, it's an it's a it's a much easier argument. It's a much easier bridge yeah. to cross. Yeah. Well, and it's a fine line because, you know, a hundred years ago, if you were sitting in a chair reading a book, you got yelled at because you weren't outside working on the farm, helping the family survive. Mm. So even books <laughs> were a waste of time because you were locking yourself in a fantasy world and you were going away somewhere else that wasn't here in reality. But now it's like, what are you doing on that game? You should be reading a book. Yeah. It's about balance, man. Well, I yeah. think, you know, I feel, oh, sorry, go on. all in moderation. Yeah. I think it, is like I, I think it's exactly right you know it was said you know you're wasting your time reading a book back way back when well i think it's different now because a lot of people play online so they interact with other people so i think what it is is possibly yeah. not to to contrive and, and pull things that aren't there there but it's a feeling of you're hanging out with other people and i'm not one of them mm -hmm. you're choosing to spend your time with other people i'm not one of them um, I, I think is a lot of times that argument is where that's coming from. Um, it's not just sure. Again, most people are bad with their emotions and how to describe them. So a lot of that stuff comes out. And again, usually when people say they're fine, what are they? Not fine. <laughs> and the furthest thing from fine. Yeah. yeah and so it's, yeah. it's speaking in code a little bit because we just don't know how to really say that. And a lot of times I have found that that's true. And it's because both sides either because the other person doesn't understand on one side or the person is abusing that time and is always on it you know and they are being sure and all that stuff well and this is another place where i feel like i've been really lucky because there Same. are times i play with a, a couple of guys in australia so my morning is their evening yeah and when i wake up in the morning i always have a half an hour an hour where i can jump on and be with them very often mel will say to me are the boys on you should hook up with them while you can like go right. play, go play with the boys, go have that time. But it's a, it's a balance because she knows when it's the evening, I'm going to turn to her first and I'm going to say, Hey, the Matt and the UK dads are going to do red dead tonight. Do you have something you want to do? Or do you want me to like just chill on the couch? We'll, right. we'll make a plan and we'll communicate. And that's, you know, that's really the overarching. I think the overarching benefit is to just be able to, communicate about it and say well right. you know this is here's something that i want to do and i want to spend some time with these guys can do you have stuff you can do tonight or should i plan to do that this other night and then you just you find a, a nice balance for it i think i think that's part of a big overall conversation as well <laughs> you know sometimes yeah. sometimes my wife will say to me she'll say the same thing she'll say you know yeah i think you need i think you need a, 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 some time some time with the guys so why don't you jump on and game or sometimes some, you know, or sometimes it'll be like, you know, I'll ask, I'll say the guys and jumping on tonight. Is there anything you wanted to do? She said, yeah, well, I wanted to catch that film. 
Oh yeah, yeah, cool. All right, cool. You know, or she'll say, or she'll she'll turn to me and say, the girls are having a right old chat in in the in the group chat. Do you mind if I just delve in and get involved? You know, is there anything you wanted to you wanted to do? And be like, nah, go go chat with the girls. I'll I'll jump online. You know, right? Go do your wine and Zoom. I'll be here. Yeah, but it's I think it's part <laughs> it's part of an overall it's part of an over, a much bigger conversation in my opinion. This whole the you know the I think quite often the the objection that significant others have to gaming is 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 a much deeper thing than a problem it's itself with the gaming unless unless like the the person in question is is addicted or is at least perceived to be addicted i mean sometimes i i've i've seen it sometimes significant others have uh, have different levels of what they consider to be addicted sometimes more than an hour a week seems to be addiction to some people you know oh i'm fucked yeah. <laughs> yeah i think a lot, yeah, a lot of these things have to be like much deeper conversations as well about like what is it about my leisure time? you've got to dig in yeah what is it about this particular type of leisure that that is so that is such a it's such a problem for you and often i reckon you'll find much deeper issues and then you'll be able to talk about gaming right. together you know once, once right. you come to a solution yeah, and then you can download Stardew Valley, and everything will be okay. <laughs> you will fix everything, <laughs> right? Yes. Well, and I think I think that's definitely um, you know the I guess the overarching path of of what we're what we're talking about is that the the communication is key, and that it's the, what what we grew up with, you know, this our age, um, which I think is is really just in general like thirty and above, really yeah. grew up with. Um, the the ends of that, uh, you know, video games are for kids. Right. It's a it's a kid thing to do. It's a it's a waste of time if you're not ten years old. And I think that is slowly dying out because it's been more and more accepted. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with comic books and superheroes. When right. I was a kid, you were you were a nerd if you read comics. And now they are some, you know, the people who make comic book movies are some of the richest actors and movie makers in Hollywood. So they, you know, they took their love of something from when they were a kid and made it something that is more accessible and, and you know, good for for everyone in the family of all ages to enjoy. So I think gaming is is definitely taking us to that place. You know, we just have to be patient and we have to do our part to engage our partners and even kids, you know, where necessary in the conversation where it's like, this is, this is a, a leisure thing and therefore it requires balance, you know, and it, it requires communication and, if if somebody truly feels left out because they can't be a part of your leisure, then it's definitely a conversation you need to have where either they can be incorporated into it or, you know, you develop, you develop a, a, a I don't know, a schedule feels weird, but, but I really, I kind of have an unspoken schedule in the morning. If the Aussies are on, I'm going to jump on and spend a little bit of time with them on a Saturday evening, if the the Frontier chat has been blowing up, I'm going to try and log into Red Dead and hang out with those guys on a Saturday night. So, accept it or get the fuck out. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> She's home now. So. I just realized something. Anytime that this comes up in the group, now I can simply say, drop this link to this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Let them listen yeah. to this. So, take an hour, 
listen to these guys chat about it. You know what else is, is significant as well is that the gaming industry is worth more than the music and film industry combined. Yeah. We let that yes. sink in wow. for anyone out there Crazy. who thinks that it's not it, that it's a waste of time or it's a small it's a small time industry. It really isn't. It's a creative industry. It's one that is and it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's one that especially needs girls. It needs game. It needs girls. It needs women in it. Women only account for twenty percent uh, of the gaming industry from the last from from several statistics what, I read. And employment what side yeah, of employment. that. So here in the states, uh, women count for over fifty percent of the gaming community. Are we talking about employment or actual yeah. employment? I mean, oh, yeah, employment, sorry, I mean, yeah, it's super employment low. in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, employment isn't there's. It shows that the the it's not quite there yet. Yeah, and sure, it needs it needs women and it needs women on board. It can't just be. I mean, if women really, if any of you ladies out there listening really want to get women into somewhere, get them into gaming. Yeah, get your daughters <laughs> into gaming. Retrain if you ever retrain yourselves. You don't even have to be a gamer to work in the gaming industry. It's a creative industry. Yeah. If oh, you are man. a creative, you do, you don't have to be a a, 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 a there's character design. There's there's artwork. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. Sound there's storytelling. There's mechanics. All kinds of coding. Yeah. Sound, music, business across the board. Yeah. And if you think it's a waste of time for your kids, there's a 13 year old that just made 12 million dollars playing Fortnite. So yep. you know, boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, my I don't daughter know if that's selling, the exact amount of money, but my daughter started selling. My daughter started selling. Uh, started creating and wants to sell uh, Roblox um, merchandise. She doesn't even. She's not even interested in playing the game. She wants. There to do you it. go. She wants Heck to yeah. put the GD merchandise. She wants to. She wants me to send her the the GD podcast <laughs> logo. She's going to start putting the GD. <laughs> Uh, the GD stuff <laughs> on on the designs for the ro- for for Roblox for people to buy. Heck that yeah. is what I want to see all over. Heck if yeah. any Roblox developers are listening right now, you can contact <laughs> us. <then. laughs> I'm saying this to say that you know these. She's learned. She's learned coding skills. She's right. learned. Yeah. You know, and she's all kids need to learn coding. In my mm-hmm. right, and because my wife has has made that transition from being slightly anti gaming, not as deep as she could have been, but because she's gone from that to seeing gaming for what it is and then seeing the the evolution of the of gd of the podcast of all of this this is this is this is this has helped her to 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 give my daughter the freedom to work in an area where previously with a different mindset she might not have considered it a worthwhile Mm. industry right or thing to work on gotta get with the times really do Heck yeah. Well, it's again, y'all bring the fucking heat every goddamn time. I'm waiting for like, <laughs> where it's like, God, we suck this time, but it's not happening, guys. It's not happening at Yo, all. You haven't heard the off the cuff episode yet. Yeah. <laughs> God, I haven't yet. Um, yeah, next time, just tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> how are your girls? Um, got, you guys have all got daughters, right? How are your girls in gaming? How do they, how is it for them as opposed to the girls when you were growing up, the girls of your age? Mine are brutal. Like my, I have three little girls. Like I have a four-year-old. They're fucking Overwatch beasts. Yeah, Yeah, I have an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old. My middle child is the most aggressive thing in a first-person shooter ever. Um, like she'll sit there and be like, "Damn it, freaking healers not doing their damn job." Just mouth it off. Um, 
my young one plays games of her level um they love undertale i mean they're all up in it um it's it's part of their word we have raised nerdlets is what we call them nice uh, and so you know we've we've properly raised nerdlets because it's what mom and dad do you know we're gamers we wear the merch you know we we do the things we have tons of books you know they play D D. um they played the yesterday morning you know um uh, and so, like, it's it's part of their culture. It's a people group. It's no longer something we do. It's it's who we are. It's our tribe. Gaming is our tribe. Mel's daughter played a lot of tablet games, so stuff on the on the iPad, and recently got into Minecraft. Well, Minecraft was available on the tablet. That's right. how she first got into it. So she she does all sorts of creative building on Minecraft. And then being here in the house, you know, all of us living together for the past year and a half, uh, she, you know, the boys got her into Fortnite. And I swear to God, she is the violent one. We hear her yeah. screaming from the basement. Y'all just get up. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so she, she goes full on beast mode when it's, when it's Fortnite time. So I think that's, I think that's pretty awesome. Everything we brought up here today is super good. Hopefully it helps with some of this stress it um hell maybe video gaming is a thing maybe tabletop gaming is the thing and then you can work backwards go from tabletop to video gaming with your significant other mm -hmm. um which i hope that's worked for some people so yeah and if, even if it's mobile gaming if yeah. it's like little puzzle games and stuff those yeah. puzzle games can lead into new things yeah and so don't don't give up hope don't let it anger you just know that there's a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of misconception, a lot of bad blood. A lot of people have been taught about video gaming and things like that. And that, that carries over. Um, but yeah, so it's been, oh, and again, like I said, another wonderful time here on the show. And uh, we have another little review read moment. Um, oh, yes. So who do we have this week? Um, well, so this week, uh, our five-star review comes from uh, Mad TPT. Which uh, I think is Craig, right? Craig, it's yeah. Us. <laughs> um, yes, and he, I mean, that makes it sound like you know we told him to review it, but we're telling everybody to we review told it. Everyone if you to leave, review it. <laughs> if you leave a five star review, you can do it on Apple Podcasts, or you can do it yes. on our Facebook page. Look uh -huh. for GD Podcast on Facebook, like the page, and you can leave us a review there too. And I will read it on the podcast. So this one comes from Craig Mad TPT. It says, "Awesome." Unscripted, unfiltered, gaming dad fun. Couldn't ask for better. A perfect mix of characters. Lots of personal stories, all linked to how their interests in gaming started and to them being dads. A great listen. Also, Mike has a huge cock. Well, thank you, Craig. What? <laughs> all right, that part wasn't on there. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> you wish it was. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that part wasn't on there. Oh. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, we had fun, guys. I hope y'all have had a Yo. good listen, and we will uh, <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. Good game, y'all. Thank you all for listening to the GD Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow Gaming Dads and the GD Podcast across social media. You can reach the show with the hashtag GD Podcast or at GamingDadsPod at gmail.com. For more information... Hey Dad, are you recording? God damn it!